0: hello hey hey
1: (laughs) i i i I swear i think i sent you one of her videos but this woman uh on tiktok kills me with her (laughs) voice the voice that she does
2: Hmm.
1: um she it's musings of a crouton (laughs)
0: I don't think like, I've seen that one before.
1: <laughs> and she's doing this this character and this voice, and she, it looks like she's had the page for quite a while, but she just started doing this, and it's taken off. And there's something about her. First of all, she's writing amazing jokes, like the one that I just watched. She's like, it was it was the the 15th anniversary of 9 11, and I was in the uh parking lot of a a throw i was in the parking lot throwing pebbles at theater kids yelling it doesn't get better (laughs) who comes up who comes up with jokes like that anyway i was lost in that i apologize but that's why i'm i'm laughing because i think she might be the best thing i've ever seen like the best person i've ever seen
0: (laughs) i think we're all caught in a, a TikTok rabbit hole now there's a combination of people who organically talk to themselves, you know, yeah. do it naturally. And then there's a, just people who are like, I need a distraction. I need something to take my mind off of what's happening. Okay, TikTok uh, it
1: is. Yeah, I've been in the distraction mode. Yes. And I really needed it. <laughs> so I've been <laughs> on TikTok more. And then I, I've i just – I somehow have created a perfectly crafted for you page. Ah. Like it it rarely misses. Where I'm like, oh, okay, fuck this. <laughs> I've sent you a couple of videos and you've been like, Yeah, that works.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've all I like I've been on TikTok for, you know, well over a year, year one year or a half, whatever. I haven't created anything until recently, but you know, uh like I've just been using it more lately. More than I even did in the beginning of the pandemic, which I know everyone was kind of
0: going on there for the first time then. Yeah, I think people are really, like I said, they're honing their solo acts right now with their with their skits and their, uh, yeah, you know, just the the single camera sitcoms are are, are hitting perfection at this point true 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 true
1: yeah i don't know that particular person if she's a comedian or a writer or what but whatever she's doing she needs to do more of it it's it's really good i hope she gets work off of it yes because it is so funny
0: i've come across a spate of creators that are doing their own take on just reading the news some of them doing yeah. it sarcastically, some of them doing it just straightforward. But I, I find it calming, you know, just uh, yeah.
1: like a like some of them are like doing a John Stewart type of thing and some of them are legitimate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like there was a trend over the summer of people uh, trying to keep up with a news teleprompter. And I think that may have inspired some folks like I can do that news voice. I can do that cadence. Let me give it a shot. Oh, it's
1: difficult. Yeah, it truly yeah, So is. If you can do it. Keep doing it.
0: Like yeah. Hone, l- hone that skill. A lot of people don't know they have a pedal at their foot that controls the speed of the teleprompter. Like it used to be something a third party would control, but now, yeah, they, they control it from the, uh, from the desk. So
1: that's, a uh, that's like new technology. Cause yep. whenever I was, uh,
0: working on, working on little sets, it was a person controlling it. Like. Third, like you said, a third party controlling it. There was a young lady that um, she interned with the company I worked for uh, a couple of years back, and she left to go pursue a, a job in newscasting. And it's been great to see her, you know, rise to fame and everything. She's actually gotten a, a, a pretty good spot here in Chicago at this point. I don't want to call her out yeah. or anything. but
2: Yeah, but good for her, whoever yeah, she is.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's interesting to see, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, um, I don't know if you remember, a couple years ago – there were some stories coming out that newscasters, uh, they they were cutting back on the fact that they used to be able to take out a cameraman with them, or a camera person, rather. And a lot of the footage that you see, a lot of that stock footage was either, you know, something that was already on file at the studio or footage taken with their iPhones. So, hmm. yeah, a lot of what you see on the news is just the newscaster like, capturing the uh, the essence of the moment as well as Shit. standing in front of the camera themselves that they're setting up and, uh, you know, giving the story. So, let me. I
1: know that they definitely, like, go through and get footage from people on Twitter and stuff all the time. Like, oh, that's yeah. a very common thing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize they were doing that. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: they should. God, I don't know. Right, it's like just stupid cutbacks. But it's it's putting more stress on the person that's already delivering the news and you know the 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 facing front of the story that they're trying to get out there. Who's ultimately yeah. going to catch all the all the uh, the the uh, blowback from it from people who are like you you took this the wrong way you know that sort of thing.
1: And like, I don't know, this is this goes back to the same like when we talk about like automation and stuff. I'm like, these jobs mm-hmm. are already disappearing, like because they want to make more money. Like I don't. Wanna, <laughs> I, you're like, we can't raise the minimum wage at McDonald's because then, you know, like who want to work there? And it's like they're already replaced and like machines will take over and like they're going hmm. to McDonald's right now.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. all
1: like machines take your order now.
0: And it's so weird. it's weird that they'd rather pay for the technology than just give somebody sixty bucks i I was speaking to someone that works at a uh um a paycheck distribution place right and i was mm-hmm. I was telling them like look you know i because the the thing that they're doing now is they're giving out like gifts instead of uh you know giving out like bonuses or incentives to people they're giving out gifts so like uh, a mouse right. pad that will also charge your phone wirelessly or um this UV cleaner that you can put your mobile device inside of and it will clean it. But it's branded with our company logo. Like I get right. you want to get the company logo out there, but the great motivator, the thing that's going to keep your employees just a little bit more pleasant to work with. Give somebody 60 bucks.
1: I mean, I was... <laughs> It's funny, because I was just watching a video earlier of a woman talking about that where she was like, I, and I think she was like a business leader type person or something like that, yeah,, uh, but she was talking about how you know uh, employers are complaining about millennial employees mm. and how they they're like, oh, they want and she's like, you guys need to stop complaining about them and realize that they will move on, right like they want security, they want incentive, and they're like, just pay them. Mm-hmm. Like, pay them and take care of your employees and watch what happens. Yeah. But they don't want to do that. They just want to blame us for everything that's wrong.
0: It's it's you know? that, yeah, it's that old meme where you see a hand reaching out from the sea and there, it's someone who's drowning and it's like, you know, employee looking for a livable wage, you know, needs yeah. the motivation to work. And then the manager's hand comes out from the panel, from off-panel, and just high-fives that hand and says, "Pizza party." <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm still, I'm still convinced that like managers are freaking out right now because they know
0: their job is useless. Yeah, the middle management, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because you have like team leaders who are going, "Oh, we, you know, we're doing well and everything like that," who are who. I mean that is kind of a management. But they're also doing their job. Yeah. It's you know, and they should get paid a little bit more for kind of looking over people. But at the same time, most people really, especially in professional settings, they really don't need someone over their shoulder like that. That's true. They can get things done. In fact, sometimes they get more done.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I do val—I I value the input of a good um, on-site manager, somebody who understands yes. that. You have members of a team who are working hard and don't have time to sit in meetings with upper management all day because you want them to be productive. You want them to get out the product. But, yeah, sometimes <laughs> there are people in that position that are really just kind of like on autopilot, and a lot of that yeah. truth is being brought to light. But yeah, no, Yeah, I-,
1: I think that's why it should be someone, in my opinion, who's kind of half in, half out. In, in the way that yes. like they they do the job that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So they know how to completely do that job. And they do that job say, you know, 2 days a week or something like that. And then the 3 days a week they're doing the back and forth thing. Yeah. You kind of have a hybrid between of the two. Because exactly. if you're ju- like if you're just management, it's like fuck you, you're just looking down on me and then, like they don't want to deal with you, everything like that. Most of the time it becomes a toxic situation. But if they're in they're both on your team, but they're just the captain of your team. Yes. And they're doing the work too, that creates a completely different environment.
0: Mm-hmm. Somebody who has floater responsibilities. Right. If somebody calls off or something like that, you're describing a, a perfect yeah. scenario of a great working environment. Because if you're if your management, uh, manager, if the manager deals with the customers, they get an idea of the stresses that the employee goes through as well. So it's a good situation to have somebody have that experience. You're exactly right.
1: Yeah, but you know who's gonna listen to me? You know, <laughs> just a just a dumb woman.
0: Not where I belong. Jeez. you know Lex, I don't know if you've been on Twitter lately, but it sure does seem like the world hates women lately.
1: Oh, do they? Hmm. Do they hate women? Holy shit! That's a surprise, I, especially black women.
0: I've what? been, I've seen so many men. Uh, you know, white men, black men from all backgrounds telling me why I should be angry at Simone Biles today and I don't understand why why that is. <laughs> like she abandoned her team. She's supposed to be a goat. Well a goat does this, a goat does that. I'm sorry, is there is there a rule Okay book? Pillsbury Doughboy, you go fucking do it. Is that yeah, well that and you know she's doing things that are named after her. I think she'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think you got more opinions on one of the greatest athletes of all time and by far the greatest gymnast
0: of all time. (laughs) You popping fresh dough. Jesus Christ, you know, and, you know, to touch on the Simone Biles thing, even briefly, like she's also that was that
1: was not an offense to thicker people. I, (laughs) I myself have some thickness to me. That was an offense to, you know, the guy. Yeah, he's a piece of
0: shit. You know, the guy it's it's different when somebody bails on you in the middle of a of a, a team endeavor versus someone who realizes that their head is not in it because of outside, you know, instances understandably and they step down to let the rest of their team shine and succeed, which they did and still yeah. stay there to cheer on the rest of the team. So she didn't take her ball and go home. Yeah she moved aside to give her team a fighting chance because she ne-
1: And they're the petty petty little fuckers yeah. that would like rage quit a board game <laughs> because they <laughs> haven't seen the sun yeah. in like 12 years. No. Go out into the sun. Touch grass. Right. What the fuck? Like what is wrong with you?
0: I mean, you know, this is this is a, it's a it's a an Olympic event. You're playing at an Olympic level and you know, like I said before, that she's doing moves that are named after her. They're expecting her to do these moves. And they're very intense maneuvers that no one else on Earth. And they keep reminding us that no one else on Earth can pull this off but her. And she's only done it a few times. So why are we just counting down to watch her injure herself for our entertainment when she knows that she'd be better off cheering on you know, her her teammates that are trying to get Olympic gold for the first time. I mean, to me, it seems selfless. But, of course, you know, that's common sense and not trying to do a hot take about it.
2: I
1: mean, because they have this idea 100% that women, um, especially black women, but mm-hmm. women in general, are meant to completely break themselves in every fucking way mentally physically everything for their entertainment
0: you hit the nail on the head for whatever they want you hit the nail like
1: that's what they want yeah they want you to fucking break they want you know what they wanted they wanted to watch simone biles fall and break her fucking ankle and cry and be carried out of there and then they'd make fun of her like they made fun of um
2: uh the ice
1: the ice no 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 who was the ice skater who was assaulted
0: oh nancy kerrigan
1: Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah. You know how long it made fun of her for that? Oh yeah. On everything. Horribly injured and every crying? late night
0: show, every yeah. even SNL, even you know, the the morning shows, everything made fun of her. She had a fucking
1: pipe taken to her leg. Yeah. And people laughed at her. Right. She was entertainment to them. Right. She came back. You know? But like that's it. Like they they want to like they treat people like they treat the cars in NASCAR. Like especially women. Yeah. I want to watch you crash and burn from my couch because I haven't seen the sun in a couple of years. I'm a fucking vampire and dead
0: inside. I want to give credit where credit is due because I know we've spent the last couple of weeks really criticizing the Olympics in general. uh, And a large part of that being the coverage, but I want to give credit where credit is due Um, on NBC right before she, uh, they, they aired her performance in the uh, preliminary trials, you know, Mm-hmm. They, well, I should say right after she went, they aired a little piece about the, uh, the sexual assault that she went yeah. through yes. along with all the other, uh, gymnasts on the Olympic team. And we've talked about that. We've tested on that before. I'm not going to get into detail or anything, but
2: it should
1: be noted. Um, and people pointed this out. This is not like me, a revelation or anything on my part. It's just people pointing this out. I saw it on Twitter mm-hmm. that they were saying that she's the last person. Gymnast on Team USA who was abused by that coach. Yeah. whose name I know and you probably know, but I'm not going to say. Um And she basically kind of stayed on the team to try to have some accountability. Exactly. Because she is the face.
0: So she didn't need gymnastics. this. She didn't need this. No. She was doing this for the benefit of the next generation of gymnasts coming up. Uh, without that influence... And- yeah
1: and I, she probably should have retired like and I'm sure she's feeling that right now, like I wish I would have, but I still think she did the right thing like yeah i I think even if she didn't finish this the way that she wanted mm-hmm. and if she wants to keep going too, like that's fine as well, like she should be incredibly proud of herself, like just on an emotional level I agree. on a on a level as a survivor of this who has become an advocate as well.
0: I hope that the people who aren't as vocal, um, you know, of course the, the people with the negative opinions are always going to be the loudest on Twitter. That's how it works. But I hope people are are noticing uh, the grace that she's handling herself with and, and the kindness that she's allowing herself. You know, there, there are people who are boosting her and, and, you know, trying to be sympathetic With what Mm -hmm. she's going through, because nobody can understand the high level of competition that she's she's working at. No one can fully understand, you know, just from the sidelines what she's going through.
1: Oh, I absolutely could never fathom that. That's what amazes me about about people that are, you know, I'm, I'm mocking these these assholes because I'm like, really? Yeah. You know, that's why I want to emphasize that like I am not mocking their bodies because there is nothing wrong with different bodies. What I'm saying is is that you could never fucking do what she does. Right. Not even half of what she does. And yeah. you have the audacity to claim that there is something wrong with her for prioritizing her mental and physical health over this particular moment when she has showed up and proved to be a perfect <laughs> gymnast. Like on another fucking level the greatest of all time the fuck Mm -hmm. like that's why i'm like no i'm gonna make fun of you you little piece of shit i i personally think sometimes bullying is okay (laughs) and in the case of the look some people i okay i used to get in trouble when i was little for getting into fights the fights that I would get into would be beating up bullies, yes, and they were always boys, yeah. always boys.
0: <laughs> you have that in common they were
1: picking with my aunt. on <laughs> right. they were picking on the girls and and don't get me wrong, I was bullied by girls, but I was gu- bullied by girls like mentally mm-hmm. not not physically, and I never I, to my recollection like, never physically harmed a girl, but like the the like I would get in fights with the boys and I'd get in trouble. But you know what? They were fucking bullies. And at a certain point, no one was dealing with them. That's what I noticed. No one was dealing with these bullies. So I was like, fuck it. I have to take care of it myself. And of course, as I started to grow up, my dad was like, okay, you got to stop doing this. But like, there was a brief time there where my dad was like, good for her. Fuck them. Like, (laughs) they are bullying these other kids. Mm. So I'm like, well, if you're going to be a bully... It's kind of like that 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 whole philosophical train thing where you're, like, one train. <laughs>
2: like, you have to switch, <laughs> yeah. and you're,
1: like, one versus many, and you kind of have that moment. Well, I guess in that moment, my little, like, you know, six-year-old brain or whatever, however old I was, was like, no, the one over the many. I'm going to beat your ass. And, like, you know, they had to pu- – I remember one time they had to pull me off a kid because I had him pinned to a fence. Like <laughs> – it's like six.
0: <laughs> you know, it'd be different if you were an adult doing this, but since you were a kid, you know, I think we can understand a little bit better.
1: You know. I mean, true, but I would fucking do it again
2: <laughs>
0: as an do adult.
1: That's the problem. That's the problem, man.
2: I, I mean,
1: uh, I'm better with my anger, but if I, if I really feel like this is a, this is a situation where something's got to happen. Fuck it, I'll
0: throw hands. I'm better with these hands, too. Uh,
2: I got I
1: got a list of people. I'm just saying. That they better fucking hope I never get, like, a terminal cancer, because they're going with me. <laughs> fucking stating that for the record. Cops going to go back and use this as <laughs> evidence. Oh, <laughs> man. uh <laughs> but yeah, like, so I'm like these these guys. We should be kind of bullying them, kind of shaming them. I feel like there's a there's a crossover between these guys and like the incels, where I'm like, maybe you should get your ass a little bit kicked. I
2: don't know.
0: <laughs> Something needs to happen. It's that's for sure. Tonight. Sorry, you know, it's it's Sorry. just <sighs> Twitter troll has been having too much free reign lately. That's all. <laughs>
1: yeah, like. Uh, it's just annoying. I'm very annoyed.
0: Understandable. I got harassed
1: by some dude today. Like, I'm just yeah. done.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Just run, just running errands. And it just... was like, trying to talk to me. I'm like, no. And he's like, fuck you. I'm like, oh my God, uh, really?
0: Oh, no, you've proved me wrong. Wait, come back. Oh, no. What? Yeah. Oh. Fuck off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this other woman
1: was standing there. She's like, fuck fuck is these are these dudes problem like it was just like oh, okay whatever he just said no then fuck you
0: like oh that's you there
1: you go first that of all wins. You've,
0: you've shown the extent of i think of, he
1: wanted i think he wanted money or something but like oh, either way yeah that's not that's not going to get you anything Never. whatever you're trying to get here
0: no no nothing. There's, there's nothing for you here and especially now now that you've shown your ass
1: right and also if you're a man approaching a woman like in in a parking lot what it's like it doesn't matter i'm going to automatically be like no because i'm worried you're about to fucking murder me right like you need to be cognizant of that if you're not there's nothing i can do for you
0: you gotta have some awareness of, of how this works obviously you know yeah um especially in in situations like that where you know you're you're a smaller woman and it's just a matter of understanding how certain things look, you know, how certain things are going to be yeah. read. You got to understand that. So yeah, dudes, maybe don't come up with with such energy. <laughs> if you if you're going to even try to come up at all, Jesus Christ, don't come up at all.
1: That's my thing. Don't yeah. come up at all. <laughs> read read
0: the room. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know you can get a vibe off of people too sometimes if you're really paying attention, just like this person is open, this person is a little yeah. closed off, they've got you know their their shoulders hunched they're in a hurry, you know something like that i I don't want to micromanage anybody, but yeah, I mean, if you have cultural awareness, if you have social awareness, yeah, um you can kind of read the type of people like, okay, say you're doing a survey or something like that, you know yeah. And you're trying to get interaction on that. There there used to be these kids downtown Chicago that would hang out with these red jackets on who were trying to, like, recruit other people to do something. I never paid attention, so I don't know what it was for. But sometimes. A cult, hopefully. Yes, more than likely. Yeah. I was having a yeah. bad day, and I would wear it on my face, and they would not come to me. Other days, yeah. I'd be hanging out with Archie, and we'd be walking down State Street and, you know, just hitting up different spots and everything like that window shopping or whatever and not buying anything because we were broke as fuck but yeah just looking around and they would approach us like because we look like just two friendly dudes and it's understandable yeah. but yeah if you see a woman by herself doing anything chances are <laughs> move on that's that's what you should probably yeah do.
1: and i and i find that like i find that to be brilliant like i think you're a great salesman or whatever whatever term we want to give to, like, those kids. That like, they could read, yeah. and they're like, no, 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 I know this isn't good. I don't want to, like, completely burn this bridge. Right,
0: right. I don't want to you know? have a, 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 an incident, you know?
1: Yeah. And not even just necessarily an incident, but just the idea of, okay, maybe that is a person that later I can, you know, approach under different circumstances. Right. But if I piss them off, they are forever going to be exactly how they are right now toward me.
0: <laughs> Very true.
1: Which is, you know, long game, long con. That's that's my life, guys. I'm in the long con.
0: The long con. With everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what all this podcast is. Can I get a dollar? Is that? Yes. Awesome. Do you See? Need a dollar? All that yeah. time. It, it finally paid off, guys.
1: Oh, I I really, really wish this long con had been bigger stakes for you, but okay, I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> I oh. wish you thought this through just a little <laughs> bit more, but if that's your price, but guess what? You got a dollar.
0: I've just been trying to sell you a box of Girl Scout cookies all this time, and it just never felt right until just now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we are. This is this. this is all. This was. You've been yeah. you've been here physically Thanks. twice.
1: Thanks for the journey, <laughs> y'all.
0: Oh, okay, all right. I feel like we can keep this energy going for Britney Spears. What's going on with Britney? Britney
1: updates. The bit. Okay, so we've got two big pop culture stories that we have been covering for a while. Have some updates. Um, the Britney Spears thing, I, I just wanted to give like a small, a small update in the sense that like nothing has happened to change her circumstances, but this is a bigger move than anything else that has happened thus far other than her testimony. Now, if you remember her testimony was to try to get some temporary changes done, but this is the first time that she has filed to like legally filed to remove the conservatorship. Amazing. Um, So they have filed to suspend and remove, I'm sorry, remove and suspend the conservatorship from him, All right. from Jamie Spears. And, from what I have gathered, um, I've talked about exceedingly persuasive before on this, like a, a podcast that we like. And mm-hmm. one of the hosts of that is a lawyer. Um, and she was discussing this on uh, her Twitter and Instagram, basically saying, like, this is the bigger thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, not that what happened before was not significant, but this is the motion that needs to be filed to get this going. She was also speaking in favor of the concept of conservatorships. Hmm. Um, and so that that offered a good perspective. Um, I don't know if they did an episode. I'm going to
0: look that up real quick because okay. I already, um... That is interesting, Uh, though. That's an angle that we haven't really seen during this whole discussion about what's going on with Brittany. Is is in favor of conservative ships, like understanding? Yeah. Well, you can
1: look her up. Mackenzie Brennan is Mackenzie Brennan on Twitter. You can kind of look. Um, I don't think exceedingly persuasive has an episode specifically on the Brittany situation, um, but I have read her discussing these issues. So if you go on her Instagram and her Twitter, you Hmm. can kind of see her talking about this. Um, but I liked hearing the actual lawyer perspective on that issue. That's cool. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah,
1: this is, this is a big deal like that she has filed. Um, hopefully this is the first step to her gaining her life back.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know if I can expect it to be, if we can expect it to be a thing that happens overnight. Um,
0: I highly I, doubt that I hope so, yeah, I mean, but, like you said, this is the first step. this is great to hear uh you know, people have been rooting for her for quite some time now, and uh yeah, finally, movement has uh, has begun, so hopefully hopefully she's got legal representation that's on the level, hopefully she'll uh surround herself with people who uh are going to advise her appropriately during all of this. She's about to get in some very new territory as well. That's got to be scary. Yeah, I can uh, I can only imagine. You know.
1: Yeah, you know, she. Re- I really think it sounds like she needs mentorship yeah. and kindness. Yeah. You know, absolutely. and just just some good support in her life. Mm-hmm. Um You know, I I think she needs like her lawyer. I'm sure she wants to marry her partner who she's been with for several years now and wants to have children with him and stuff. And he seems like a good guy. I don't know enough about him outside of the stories within her circle that I know. But like, you know, hopefully her lawyer is trustworthy and can, you know, get a good prenup going. And, you know, because she needs one. I know everyone hears prenup and thinks like it's a bad thing, but. The truth of the matter is with someone who has that much wealth, she needs to have one. She protect needs to be yourself. protected. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's,
0: yeah. It's a taboo thing, but it, it is worth discussing. Um, you know, if you are in a situation where one or more person stands to lose a lot, it's a, it's a mature conversation to have, I think.
1: Yeah. I know. I personally, if I was with someone who was wealthy, I wouldn't be bothered by it.
0: No, no,
1: I would, I would be like, you're just covering your bases hun. like, that's fine. Um, we're going to have a clause in there if you cheat on me that I'm taking fucking everything, including the dogs. But, you know, other <laughs> than
0: <laughs> just make it um, plain, just That's it. It's out there. You know,
1: like, no, I I, I, I just think it's if I think mo- some people are obnoxious about it. Uh, it's all, It all depends on how you go about it, too. Yeah. Like. You know, if there's mutual respect and communication and everything like that, I don't think it should really be an offensive thing. I'd be curious to hear if anyone does think it's offensive. Right. You know, because I don't have a problem with it.
0: It gained popularity in, uh, you you know, that Kanye song, Gold Digger. I think it really entered the conversation after that was released.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, and that puts it under such a bad context because it's, it's the idea that women only want men for their money. And I'm like... Uh, I'm okay. pretty sure, sh- like, whoever I end up with will be will just earn more than me.
0: And that's I okay. I mean, this
1: podcast is doing well, but you know, not that well. <laughs>
0: you know. Hey, we got it a Patreon. Go. If anybody wants, you know, to be able to allow Lex or I to be independently wealthy enough to continue to do this full time without seeking outward employment,
2: sure. yeah, you know, yeah. by
0: all means, come through, come through, Patrons, right. we love you. We appreciate the, everybody who who has contributed so far and continues to do so.
1: I mean, I'm I'm not insecure about things like that, but I'm I also recognize it's different dynamics. I'm a woman, like my partners will be women, like I'm. I don't I don't really think of it. I know men have their own separate issues with
0: earning less. Yeah, I don't know. I've never Some had men. that issue. If yeah. if if my partner wants to earn more than me, I'm a hundred percent behind that. Um, you know, it doesn't. Bro, it doesn't having, hurt my feelings.
1: Having a hot woman that you fucking love, and she can buy you an Xbox. Hell yeah! What? Come on! Like, that's the fucking dream. You know, <laughs> I can cook. I'll cook you something, babe. Shit.
0: <laughs> right. You know, and it's it's important. Like like we were saying before, it's important to have these mature conversations uh, in a relationship. Because once you start making money a taboo thing to talk about, and I think that's really like a generational thing. I think people are yeah. really easing up on that now. Uh, you start, when you are in a solid relationship with someone, you discuss finances as if, you know, you're, you're both contributing to a pot and you're pulling from that pot to establish a standard of living. And yeah. once you do that, I think it takes away a lot of the taboo, uh, that goes into it. I mean, it's, it's just so refreshing. To be able to go, well, we have this much going on. We have, you know, a certain amount that we can use for bills and savings and blah, blah, blah. You know, just to to get it out in the open, man. I mean, not just like, oh, well, I got paid. What are you going to do? Like, you know, I can't. Yeah.
1: I mean, some people do keep their their finances separate, though, and it works for them.
0: It does. It does. I guess I don't mean to come down on people like that. It's just if that it, I don't it, it mean to come down me. on it
1: either. I I agree. It seems like it'd be more confusing. Yeah. Um, I did ask my brother about that because I was curious as to what it, it like how we got on the subject or whatever. And he was kind of giving me like, OK, well, some of these things were easier when we had separate accounts mm-hmm. and then became more difficult when we joined them. Hmm. Um, and some things are like, you know, it was, it was an interesting perspective of like certain things were easier and now like they can be, you know, I,
0: I, the I, only thing I can imagine I being more difficult me, is, it, is
1: it felt like a guy okay. who doesn't, who's like, I don't know where, what we're doing with the money. Cause <laughs> he largely knows what we're doing with the money.
0: Yeah. I mean, Lord forbid somebody, um, you know, pass away unexpectedly or something like that. I, I think it's important that. Both parties in a couple know how the bills get paid, know who the bills are getting yes. paid to, that sort of thing. Um, You know, but yeah, it, I to me, the only thing that really uh, you lose out on is the surprise of gift giving. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, if you have a shared account, like that's that's right. pretty much it. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's it, and it's in different that scenario, you
1: can kind of be like, hey, like your birthday's in two weeks. Don't check the account
0: for a little while. <laughs> Trust me, it's fine. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the type of person that, you know, since I've I've been scammed before, uh, I've had my card, um, I forget what the, skimmed. I've had my card skimmed at like a gas yeah. station, like yeah. a gas pump. So I obsessively check my, my bank account every single day. I check every single credit card just yeah. to make sure nothing looks out of whack. Like, you know.
1: I have also had mine. I actually had mine in the beginning of the pandemic.
0: Oh. Um, oh, shit. Oh, but that's right. I'm
1: with well yeah. I'm with Wells Fargo. Yeah, you remember me mm-hmm. being like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> I yeah, that. I was with uh, Wells Fargo or whatever, and, like, they called me, like, immediately. They're really good at fraud detection. I can't say anything else good about Wells Fargo in general because, yeah, they're kind of fucked up. But, yeah.
0: Well, that's good. good about them. That's good. They got that squared away. Yeah. I, I, I've I, had to work with like, uh, so
1: anyway, loss
0: prevention. It's not yeah. fun, but
1: it's, I'm no. glad it's there. Oh my God. No, no. Yeah. When they steal like your full identity, too. Mm hmm. That happened to my dad. Man. They caught it. He caught it early enough where it was like not too much damage, but it was a whole fucking thing. It was mm. crazy.
0: Yeah. Shit. Well, I'm glad it worked out.
1: Yeah, same. So, Brittany. Okay, so yeah. we covered, like, so that's kind of the Brittany news. It's a little bit, like, smaller, but it's going to be a big deal. When that court case, go like, goes before a judge and the judge makes that decision, that's going to be a big deal. And we will keep posted and, like, keep everyone posted on everything.
0: I feel like we mentioned this, but I don't know. I Like, it's not ringing a bell right now. She's yeah. not performing until, uh you know, this whole conservatorship thing has worked out. So That's what
1: she has said. Yes.
0: She's refusing to perform, so yes. the gravy train is, is is in the station. Ain't nobody getting paid until this gets figured out.
1: Yeah, and I would hope that she still has money in the bank, but I'm concerned how much have they cleaned her out? That's what I'm really fucking worried about right now. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: how much? How much? Who's monitoring these bank accounts? Is he moving money out of her account exactly. into his account now? What's happening right now? Yeah. Everything should be frozen. I don't understand why the judge denied that.
0: Man, you know, mm-hmm. imagine performing in Vegas, all that decadence, all that uh, you know, the showmanship that goes into it, and then having to eat ramen because you can't afford, you know, to eat anything more uh, substantial. That would fucking. Suck. I mean,
1: all she has to do is say, "I'm going to go on tour." after the conservatorship ends. Oh, yeah. And she will sell out every show. She will have a ball performing for everyone who loves her and has supported her. And she will make bank. Make bank. Of course. And everyone will be happily, like, happily handing over her, like, $200 to her, whatever the fuck her tickets would cost. I'm sure they'd be very expensive.
0: It's Britney, bitch. Yeah, the residency
1: is, like, exactly. Residencies like that are supposed to be... They used to be kind of the thing where like, oh, your career goes to die, but now apparently they're supposed to be like that you never have to work another day in your life.
0: That's it'll be the hardest you'll
1: ever work.
2: Yeah.
0: But
1: then you'll you'll be set.
0: I feel like that started with Celine Dion when she yeah. took that conservative not conservative shit. When she took the residence <laughs> yeah. in Las Vegas and it was like yeah. they they published how much it was. It was like a million bucks a year or something like that. Didn't and it was,
1: Cher also do one? I think you're I? right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah, those
1: Vegas show. It's
0: pretty amazing. Oh, she's
1: like still doing it. I think. Yeah. She's at the MGM. Good for her.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's money to be made there. So you know, good in that regard. But anyway, moving on.
1: Yeah. So the other big news, um, which if you follow our Instagram at and Matt. Um and I also put our first TikTok up. I basically took the Instagram stories and put it on TikTok.
2: <laughs> it works, <laughs> uh, which is
1: at Lex and Matt Pod, is it right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
1: Um, Benifer updates. Benifer. <laughs> really big Benifer updates. Here we go. Which, by the way, I on Saturday was out hanging out with Eric. Eric is in the Instagram stories that I'm referring to, or the the TikTok. If you go follow us on TikTok, you can see it. The Instagram story is gone by now, but. Um, our, our TikTok has it where I was like, I'm freaking out. Um, and then Eric was like, huh, what? (laughs) Like he was playing along with it. Uh, even though I, I don't think he truly cares or even really knows what the fuck we're talking about.
0: You know, I got the Uh, vibe. It was, it, it felt like the same, um, video quality and footage from the Alanis Morissette video of ironic just because you're oh, in the back seat, he's in the front seat and he's yeah. just moving the camera around. Yeah. I mean, everybody wasn't you, but that, you know, that's close enough. Close enough. So.
2: Yeah. Oh, shit. That was,
1: that's a good, that's a good point. Uh, so Simon listener, our UK, our British correspondent, my co-host of Cape side chats said, sent, sent us a picture of Jennifer Lopez posting about her 52nd birthday on Instagram, and amongst the pictures was her full-on kissing Ben Affleck. They are Instagram official. They are 100% back together. Since then, so I freaked out. I was like, "Holy shit!" Because I really thought they were gonna keep playing this coy, being like, <laughs> "Oh, we're not together," but it's clear they're together. And now there's like. There's paparazzi photos of them together, and, like, they're the same-looking photos from the video that they did years ago, the music video that they did, that uh, she did. Yes,
0: Jenny from There's the some Black-
1: conspiracy theories going on that, like, they're recreating that video, not necessarily that the relationship is fake, but maybe it's fake. Um, she was seen wearing a Ben necklace, which <laughs> someone <laughs> – someone i can't remember who it was was on instagram was like i'm out this is it (laughs) like i'm done i'm done with these these fuckers uh yeah they're they are back bennifer is back um i presume they're as toxic as ever as you know this beautiful relationship is re-blooming
0: ladies and gentlemen we did it we brought them back Benefer is in play once more. Look,
1: I still want to believe that they are supposed to be together. And this is like or this is a this is a notebook moment. This yeah. is a notebook moment. Yeah. But another side of me has kind of died inside and become very cynical and is like they are just really fucked up and they're just having toxic like reunited. I don't know.
0: We'll you know, have to see where it goes. Sometimes you're, you 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 you're in a situation where someone's in your life and you're not mature enough to handle that level of relationship. That's true. Or both of you aren't, you know, mature enough. It's possible they both had to go do some growing, live a life, yeah, and come back and revisit and this is that time and now they're mature enough in in themselves. They've both had very very different lives apart now um mm-hmm. but the fact that that love was able to bloom again it is very romantic i you know you can't deny that i
1: I agree. I love this idea. I I hope it works out. I hope it's both real and it works out because I do like this idea as well. Yeah. Um this actually happened to family members of mine. They oh. went their separate way. They were high school sweethearts, they went their separate ways. They married different people, they had children with different people. Those marriages failed for whatever reason, like various reasons. And then they came back together and have been married ever since over 20 years. So this like, this does happen. And they got back together around the same age that Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are. So, like, that is a thing that happens. Yeah. There are some people that just stay in your heart. You know, it, it sometimes it sucks to see that they had time that they weren't together, you know. Mm-hmm. I think you can kind of think, oh, they missed out on this time together. But, like... Like you said, like they weren't the they're not the same people. Right. They're not going back in the same way, so maybe it won't break them in the same way. You I, know?
0: I fully believe. Yeah, you have to you have to go through certain experiences in life to make you the person you are.
1: Ugh, that's so fucking true. I hate it. I'm tired of this character development. I know Continue. what you mean.
0: I know what you mean. Yeah. And it's just you, you got to. I'm you,
1: developed,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> properly developed. I'm yeah.
1: developed.
0: <laughs> you got to go through that in order to really be the best person you can be for yourself. And then once you find that person, then it's like, okay, now I can go and be part of a couple or whatever, you know, and just feel confident in that. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I I think taking the appropriate time, like, uh, you know, once you have a, a solid relationship, you take the appropriate time to get out of that situation. If it's going downhill and then you come back, to, to something else or, or something new. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. that's, that's I, totally
1: healthy. My only caveat with that is that I do think we're in a culture right now where there, we have two, two like the pendulum is swinging too far in both directions. One hmm. in a, like you need to heal yourself completely before you get in a relationship. or whatever. Uh,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And the other is like, you don't have to worry about healing at all, which is like, you know, oh, someone like someone will come along and fix everything, like both of those things culturally. But we are very much swinging in the you need to heal yourself completely direction. Be be on your own, vibe by yourself. All of those <laughs> things can't be in a relationship right now. And it's like, OK, what you need to realize is, yes, you do need to take time for yourself. That's incredibly important. I am a person who firmly believes in that. But I also believe that during that time when you are healing yourself and every other time Even when things are shitty, you are still deserving of love. Yeah. And love is the thing that ultimately heals those worst, like the worst parts of you. Love for yourself, love from your friends, family and relationships. Yeah. And it like and some traumas will never leave you, you know. Mm -hmm. I have I have traumas from my childhood that will be with me for the rest of my life. And I I feel the wounds reopen sometimes when I look at my niece, who is now the age when things happen to me or whatever. I feel it again. It will never go away for me. It will happen again if I have kids. I will see that in them. It will happen with all of my friends, kids, everything like that. It's not about being completely healed. It's about how you process that healing. And if you allow people to love you in that process. So for me, it's like, okay, I'm if I see that and it triggers me, for lack of a better word, triggers that anxiety or depression or whatever that thing is, it's the the like I don't allow myself to shut down like I did before. Yeah. Uh, I let people in, like I talk to people, I deal with these things, um, you know, I seek help if needed. And so I, I I, do like that. That's the only like little caveat that I want to put on. Yes, heal, but also don't heal so much and rely on yourself so much that you completely shut people out of your life. Because yeah. I think that's the thing that's very concerning in self-love culture right now it's that we will shut people out and you know think we only have to rely on ourselves when nothing about the human experience is that independent i'm sorry it's not we I'm, it takes village is a thing for everything
0: that's true and i'm sympathetic to people who do foul, fall down that that rabbit hole because yeah i mean yeah. it's it's very easy to get to a point where you enjoy your own company and you realize like, well, I'm not problematic and Yeah. I'm, I'm not really a risk. I, I love myself, so why don't I just spend more time with me? Yeah, it's easy to fall down that rabbit hole. But yeah, you're right. You know, part of the human experience is interacting with other folks. Um the yeah, whole and thing that, and we all need love. We all need love. We all crave yeah, it. Yeah, in we some all capacity you it.
1: need love. Like they're like you need something. Yeah. Like that's that's essential. However you feel comfortable receiving that is different from human to human, but right. we all need it.
0: Not even a romantic kind of love. We all need that affection from other people. You know what I mean? It's, yeah,
1: that felt, that felt clear from what yeah, you
0: said. Yeah, it's it's sure. just a, a matter of going about how you find it. Like we were, we were talking about some mobiles earlier. Like you always want to like go back and, and recapture that feeling that you had. You know, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's not – a perfect fit. And sometimes it's important that you, uh, you know, admit that to yourself, you know, yeah. there may be a favorite shirt that you had once upon a time. And while it still fits, it just doesn't feel the same as it used to. And you have to go ahead and retire that you need to move on. So yeah. as, as you find yourself, you may find that you've outgrown certain people, certain things, and it's just about that closure. You know, it may not be about just like a hard stop. Sometimes it's just a gradual fade. And that's okay too.
1: Yeah, it's a really complicated thing. Um I feel like I'm definitely in that like you you can you can feel moments of transition in your life. Yeah. Where you're like an in between, where you're kind of you're not purposefully waiting, but you are kind of waiting, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. But like you're you're just like you're just kind of like there's something about moments in your life where you feel like they're you're kind of in like. I don't know, it's just the, it's just the vibe you feel. And, and, and if you've been through it and you hear me, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't been through it, you might deal with it one day and then you can return to this and be like, oh, yeah, OK, I understand <laughs> that now. This yeah. really fucking sucks. <laughs> um, but like. It's just, it's, it's a really weird feeling. It's really weird. And so I have to like, the things that I'm talking, like I was just talking about, like I have to remind myself of all of this and I have to remind myself of things like what you just said, where you're like, you can't really go back. You can't really have that moment again. You can't have any of that. And sometimes that's heartbreaking because like it's real, but at the same time, Who's to say what's next won't be better? You just don't know. You just have to, like, wait and see what happens.
0: It's nearly impossible to know what ultimately is going to be good for you in the moment. Yeah. You have to be out of that moment to know if it was good for you or not, you know? You just have to have that uh, awareness later on. (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's complicated. It is. But, yeah, that's – that. so (laughs) – Fucking seriously, these are the conversations that come from Benefer (laughs) updates. Guys, this is the depth of their love, of their relationship, of us talking about them. This is important. What we do is important. Okay. (laughs) I need you, I need you all listening to truly value me. I don't feel like you are right now. <laughs> Val- value, <laughs> value what I am bringing to the table, which is, guys, I think Ben and Jen might make it.
0: They might just make it after they all. They
1: just this, <laughs> I, I don't know. And you know, maybe the Instagram official is going to be their downfall. I don't know. All I know is, is that the important part is that throughout all of this, you appreciate me.
0: That's <laughs> Acknowledge what me. Acknowledge yes. me.
1: Yes, so. I, as we have said many a times before, I am a toddler who is who will throw a tantrum <laughs> if she does not get her way and does not get her attention. So,
0: yeah. Excellent. <laughs> anyway,
2: anyway,
1: moving on. Moving what's going on. on with Kanye? Oh
0: shit, son, Kanye, Kanye. is that Why it again? Why do
1: I pronounce it like that? <laughs>
0: Kanye. Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> so Kanye was. Um, had a listening party for his new album, Donda. Um, he was Donda? At the, like, Donda, which is his mother's name. Oh, um,
1: okay. I'm not going to make a
0: joke. <laughs> that's right. why I put it out there. Like, let me Thank just you. give you the context, you know. Thank
2: you. Yeah.
0: So he, um, re- reportedly, uh, was supposed to release his new album, uh, on July 23rd, shortly after the listening party that he had uh, at the BMW arena or something like that. It was a very self-important event. Classic Kanye West style. It seemed uh, like it had a lot in common with fire festival where it was just like incomplete. Uh, There were delays. He was late again. Um, He famously sung on one of his albums. I'll be late for that. It was a (laughs) hidden track, I think, but you know, it, it, always comes true. Classic Kanye. Uh, he stood in the middle of a stage as we listened to songs from it. It it had features from Jay-Z, all that great stuff. So of course people, his fans, his, his, his diehards were clamoring for release. Uh, it didn't happen. The album is still not out. So we heard what I imagine is an unfinished version of, of Donda. And then the the final, (laughs) the final release is, is supposed to happen. Um, August 6th at this point now. So almost two weeks. I mean, weeks.
1: that's not far away. That's it's, what next.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, every single time. And it, okay. I don't want to seem selfish. I don't want to seem like, oh, yeah, come on, man, get it together. He's got a lot going on in his life, I understand. You know, he's going through a pretty big breakup right now himself. Um, it, It's just, man, I don't understand the the drive of his fans to always – Take what he says at face value and then after it doesn't happen at at face value, they say, no, you misunderstood what he actually meant. And they kind of like give a little bit more allowance for what actually happens down the line. So if you are curious, if somehow you are a Kanye fan and you're not obsessively refreshing his Twitter feed, which he hasn't updated since he uh, lost the election last year. Um,
1: Allegedly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, a you fox. know, they're still counting give those the votes. the yeah. some credit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He won.
0: <laughs> Did he though? All right. So Three yeah, count. the album is coming out August 6th, Friday, August 6th. So, uh, let's see if that happens. I don't know y'all. We'll, uh, we'll Are see. Are you going to give a full report? Yeah, I guess. I don't know, man. I haven't I'll really. I'll take that as a no. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> I feel like, the time that I've spent listening to his music just it dwindles more and more, and I don't. I'm trying to like keep it in perspective. Like, is this an old man thing, or is it just I'm tired of his bullshit thing? You know, I don't know. <laughs> just I really don't know. I think it's know. the
1: bullshit. I think that people who aren't on Twitter, honestly, they I think they enjoy Kanye more.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right.
1: <sighs> I mean, we had to see him piss on his Grammys.
0: Oh my God, I forgot about that. See, yeah, yeah. it's it's all so, about like, the performance. No wonder
1: we don't like him, man. We watched the man piss on Grammys. It's
0: it's him going on TMZ and saying slavery was a choice for me. It's it's the MAGA hat. It's the you know hugging up on on the ex president. All that shit. People yeah. say separate the art from the artist, but everything he does in his life, according to his fans, is his art. So. I'm still trying to get the message from him wearing a MAGA hat. You don't
1: understand irony, Nat?
0: I guess not, huh? man. Huh? Like, just full-fledged endorsing. You know, maybe,
1: you know what? Maybe you're just not smart enough. I guess not. Maybe that's it.
0: You know, I'm, I'm yeah. willing to take that L. Yeah. I mean, you all enjoy this. if.
1: <laughs> you know what? You know what, Matt? Maybe you're not smart enough. Maybe Simone needs to go back <laughs> and get on that map.
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: And and take one for the team.
0: Mm-hmm. Take one for the team. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't know. All right. I'm, so, I'm
1: trying to think of what what other toxic thing. It's all the same guy, right? You know.
0: Yeah, yeah it's all anyway. the same guy. Yeah, there's the Kanye fans. I'm trying to I'm trying to give due respect to what's going on with him and all the different hoops that we're jumping through to really yeah. give this a you know good old college try for this album to come out on time, like. Countless other artists do in the world, but whatever. I don't want to insult Kanye. I'm just trying to give the news here. August 6th, Donda will be released, apparently. We'll see if that happens. Anyway, moving on. There's a uh, a Chucky TV series. Have you seen the trailer for this?
1: I have seen the trailer for this.
0: Holy shit, it looks interesting. <laughs>
1: it does not to me, no? but... <laughs> <laughs> uh... I am not sold on it. Okay. But I don't know if that's mostly because of his haircut.
0: Oh, you think the haircut's a little off on the doll now?
1: I think the haircut is very off. It is. I think that, (laughs) remember how they were like, hair is everything on Fleabag, and she got the asymmetrical haircut, and it was like, really worrisome? Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think that Chucky went to the same guy.
0: Ah, You know, it is Uh, is a USA sci-fi property now, so this is supposed to... And it looks
1: like it. It really does.
0: It really does. They went back and they got the original creator uh, of the franchise to uh, give a continuation. So this is actually... A continuation from Cult of Chucky, for those that saw that. Um, I was a fan of the Who reboot. Who saw that? Yeah, I don't know. Who saw that? <laughs> the diehard Chucky fans, of course. But I enjoyed the re- the remake that had Mark Hamill as the voice of the doll. I,
1: I did too. Are they making more of those, or is that just dead in the water?
0: I think that's dead in the water. I think it didn't get the reception they were hoping for, unfortunately. So, yeah.
1: Unfortunate. That I
0: liked that. Yeah, I me did. too. Let's look it up. Me too. Chucky. Chucky. I guess
1: people just want their uh what's it called? Uh what do you call these Chucky movies? Uh like, Chucky. There... yeah, Manichi, that 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 guy, he's the one who's done all these, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So like like his universe. They just want him. Cause I don't think he was a part of the
0: newest one. Every franchise has a universe. Now this is now the Chucky verse. So we got two Chucky's they're going to cross over and they're going to murder everybody. You know, that's what yeah. happens. I do find it funny. Like every time, well shows like this, when you see a mansion, a lot of times it's the same mansion that they used in arrow for the, uh you know, for, for Oliver's family. So it, It's weird. It seems like they're all going to that same party they kept flashing back to in those early seasons of Arrow. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, so I don't... First of all, I don't know how you make this a TV series. That's very confusing to me.
0: That's going to be tricky to drag this out.
1: Why is it... Why is it teenagers? I, I Like, why Why is the teenager bringing a doll to school? Yeah, yeah. Why? I mean, a very important question. Why is Sci-Fi Network making this? They're so bad at everything. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fair. And, uh, honestly, Sci-Fi Network, ugh, don't sponsor us. I really do not. Care. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas, I think... I think it I mean if you're go if you want someone to sponsor, I really think you need to elevate your game. You're not on our level. So yeah. I just I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched this and then I watched the there was a day of the dead, I think that's one it is, trailer mm-hmm. as well. That's another series that sci-fi is coming out with. Also looks bad.
0: I don't know. I mean, sci-fi, leave the horror to Shudder at this point. They're they're already doing it better. There have been more projects over on Shudder that I've admired, you know.
1: Is it horror or is it a comedy? Because at the end of it, Chucky was like, hey, kid, I'm going to go murder your sister
0: or whatever. (laughs) Like,
1: you want to come with me? And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Who is this for?
0: Right. Yeah, that's the ultimate question. You always
1: ask that question, guys. We keep asking it. Who is this for?
0: Who's it for? Make sure to tweet us at Lex and Matt to let us know who this is for. I don't know. I don't know who this is for. It's it's for the guy who created it. That's probably it. You know. Yeah. Just so he can be like, yes, I'm still making money. This is wonderful.
1: I would love to hear though. Like, is anyone really excited for this? I bet someone is.
0: I I was looking forward to seeing how they managed to uh, drag this out for an entire series or whatever.
1: That does interest me. I yeah. will admit that. Um,
0: they did it for Teen Wolf. I mean, they got how many seasons out of Teen Wolf on MTV?
1: Okay, that I don't feel is fair.
0: Teen Wolf
1: <laughs> was <laughs> Teen Wolf is a complete, and I don't even really like that show. I tried watching a couple episodes; I couldn't get into it. Okay, but Teen Wolf is a completely different premise, basically. Yes, from the movie. Okay, it is. That is is literally like comparing (laughs) Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, and Buffy the TV show. Well, that's just
0: it. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they had taken that type of time for Chucky, if they had, like, come out with an actual, like, gimmick for this entire franchise to say, look, you know, we understand this is a one-trick pony for the movies, every single one. Okay. Let's try to, like, workshop this into a series. How would it work? You know, right, it would have
1: to be super serious though. I think that's the (laughs) problem. Like, what they've done is they've done a reverse.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And, like, you, first of all, you can't play the Uno card reverse when you've literally made a movie where Chucky fucks a Jennifer Tilly doll and then has like a little demon baby. You've already done (laughs) camp. You've already gone off of, off the rails. Yeah. Like so, what is like like what is this then? If you're not doing what they did, I mean, basically the remake that they just had mm-hmm. would be the premise. That's the better comparison, in my opinion. That's the like the the apples to apples comparison of like a Teen Wolf or something like that. Like it took it, it modernized it. Yeah. It made it its own thing. Um, it was enjoyable. You know, it. it it was dark. Like, it was a good, you know, fun horror movie taking this premise. Yeah. That's what they should have adapted. Like, if you're going to talk about a TV show. I Once again, I don't know how you stretch it out. I understand how you stretch out Buffy. I understand how you stretch out Teen Wolf. Because Teen Wolf, they they just – they did a teen drama and they're like, oh, shit, he turns into a wolf
0: sometimes. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> that,
1: that's the premise. That, like, that's what they went to MTV and they pitched. <laughs> they said, hey – you know what? He's a teenager. There's a love triangle. He really wants this girl. And oh, shit, he's a wolf sometimes. That's it. There you go. And the, and, and MTV went, we're going to fucking pay you for six years. Fuck yes. Let's want, do it.
0: I want that to be all the advertising for it. I mean, it's, it's over now. But hell, reboot yeah. it again. Just Teen Wolf. He's a wolf sometimes.
1: He's a wolf sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I, I mean that's that's that. it. That's the whole premise. That like he's a wolf sometimes. Yeah. So like I, I can see how you stretch that out. Um there I mean I'm sure there are more examples of this, like dark reimaginings,
0: whatever. Well, and there, then there I can there I, is campy what? horror that works. There is campy yes, horror that okay.
1: works. Okay, I understand the inverse as well. I understand taking the thing and making it campy and fun.
0: Yeah. Like but, Evil Dead. Evil Dead the series yes. was fantastic. That worked somehow. Yes.
1: A great example. They took that and they did that. I understand them doing that as well. But my argument for Chucky, based off of a trailer, so with that, like, uh, is that shouldn't it actually be funny then? <laughs> shouldn't it actually look good? <laughs> like, should it actually look like oh. a person with a fully formed brain <laughs> made this? God, I'm a Bitch tonight. You're I don't asking know for too much. happening. You're
0: asking for way too much, Lex. I don't know. I don't know. That's a lot. You want a funny sci-fi horror comedy? Come the fuck on. Come on, man. I.
1: You know I'm not lowering my standards for anyone. That's Make it. it. Enough.
0: Make it enough. I,
1: no. I. <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> I, <laughs> I. Listen. Self-love culture, guys. Self-love I'm not culture. Low, I'm not lowering my standards
0: for no. Chucky
1: or Hell... any other
0: man. <laughs> Ever. I ain't lowering my standards for Chucky. Hell no. If no. they couldn't even make a movie work with Brian Terry Henry, then they ain't going to make it work.
1: That's what I'm saying. Damn. I no, mean, really, I, I mean, I'll, I, I guess I'll watch it. It's going to be on in October, you know, like Halloween spooky season. Yeah. So you can get me the lots of wa- a lot of really stupid shit that time of year. I will say that. I'll give a lot of things a shot. Remember last year how I watched a horror film every day? That was a like, lot. I, I will do a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm a fucking idiot but for you spooky know season,
0: y'all. I'm going to meet you halfway. It, yeah. it's, it's like this. I agree with you. Sci-fi needs to fucking try harder because there have been several premises at sci-fi that seemed like they would have been a good idea, but then sci-fi just fumbled it at the fucking I don't know fifty-yard line. What is football? I don't care. Anyway, they didn't Um, make it work. I don't
1: know either actually. Football, I'm not not too knowledgeable
0: about. I don't know. Somebody somebody write in. Anyway. Like, yeah, the there old... was, there was a whole thing, like they did a, a Wizard of Oz gritty reboot. Yeah. You know? I remember that. And that is something that I've always thought would be so cool to see because basically Agreed. Return to Oz was just a fucking metal movie and it was released under Disney I... somehow and I still don't know how that happened, but it was like dark. And the,
1: and the Wizard of Oz also scared me a lot as a yes, kid. It
0: is. There's yeah. a lot of big, like, you know, stuff happening in this story. There's yeah. a lot of dark shit happening that they just kind of shrug off and sing about in the MGM production right. that would just, like, ruin a person. You know, a house lands on somebody. That, Let's start with, there, with that.
1: That lion just wanted a fucking brain. And no <laughs> one would him a brain. Just throw a lion a brain. Do you understand how terrible that Just Let's get a lion a brain. Yes. He's hungry. Speech impediment.
0: That's it. He wanted a brain. You know, and then if you you could even go to another version of it, you go to the Wiz, that was done, yeah. too. You had the subway yeah. trying to murder you. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen the Wiz, folks, you you need to. You it's
1: need been to, a long time, but yeah, I have seen it. Wow. Same with the return. Um. So, yeah, like if you're going to get these properties, invest in them. Invest yes. heavily in them. Yeah. Give them a lot of money.
0: Well, you know, I think that's that's a big source of the limitation right there. Like like you said with Teen Wolf, he turns into a wolf sometimes. Maybe some episodes are flashbacks to when Chucky was just a murderer before he turned yeah, into the guy. a doll. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, oh, this is how this influenced what uh the kid's going through now and he's gotta talk to Chucky and Chucky's gonna walk him through how to murder this person this week or something, instead of having to give us like the real shitty CGI that we saw in that trailer.
1: Yeah. Ugh, man, it's a rough one.
0: It's rough. It's rough.
1: And the trailer was rough. You know, we haven't seen the show. The, and, and trailers can be deceiving, for sure. That is true. Based on the record, like you're saying, based on the record of sci-fi, I don't have a lot of confidence in it.
0: Man. Yeah. So, anyway. We'll see how that goes. All right. Um, What else we got? We got a new Pokemon live action show and development from Netflix. with I one did not of, hear about this. Oh, yeah. With one of the uh, Lucifer producers on hand to uh, to develop. Lucifer's Joe Henderson is helping develop a Pokemon live action series. and er- It's an early development over at Netflix. Uh, this is coming from Variety. So this isn't just one of those rumors that we've heard for years. Like, oh, right. the Legend of Zelda is happening at Netflix And then that quietly just goes away. You know, we've, we've heard about tons of projects. There's supposedly a, uh, Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, animated movie in development at Universal that they don't talk about anymore. Just all these Nintendo products or uh, rather projects, once they get announced, once they, once they, they get out, Nintendo kind of just like tucks it away. Like, yeah, we don't actually want to do that anymore. It's weird how they operate.
1: Yeah. 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 It is strange. So is this going to be like, like a, like a, like, uh Detective Pikachu? Because I was a big fan of the fuzzy look.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope it I hope it does look like Detective Pikachu. That was a good uh a good middle ground for those uh for those designs, I think. You know, they still look cute, but they also look like a little bit more realistic without looking, you know, disturbing. Except for Mr. Mime. There's no way to make that look any better. But for the most part, yeah, it looked okay. You know? So we'll see. Netflix and Pokemon uh, They've had a pretty good relationship over the past uh, couple of years. And uh, they will
1: spend the money. They'll just cancel it early. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. you only get, well, you only get like two seasons, but they'll spend the money on those two seasons.
0: That's true. And Netflix has really been uh, driving hard into the anime adaptations of things lately. Yeah. Uh, like Castlevania has been big video game adaptations in general. Witcher has been a big hit for them. So it is true. common sense that they would try to get something as popular as Pokemon uh, under their umbrellas. So yeah. uh, I don't think this is going to be a continuation of anything from Detective Pikachu, however. I think it's no, going to no, be no. a separate thing altogether.
1: I didn't think it was going to be in that sense. I just hope that they kind of made – I mean, they were so fucking cute, Yeah, Pikachu. I'm still sad that I didn't get the true fuzzy Pikachu um, stuffed animal. Like the movie.
0: Right, right. They right. They all
1: just looked like regular Pikachu.
0: Yeah.
1: They they fucked up that like in a big way, I think.
0: It's true. Sell,
1: sell me the toys. I want Teddy Bear or Pikachu. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm still disappointed that the new Masters of the Universe cartoon that came out with a Moss Man action figure that is not mossy like the old Moss Man was. It's just plastic. So they let me down, guys. What come Unfortunate. On. Yeah. That's Huge the least chillier. of things. Um I I'm sure everyone has heard by now that Masters of the Universe came out on Netflix, uh, Masters of the Universe Re- Revelations, uh from Kevin Smith's camp. He produced it and wrote several episodes of it, him and Mark Bernardin of uh Fat Man Beyond, of course. That was um well received by critics and there were some very diehard fans of He Man. <laughs> That has some strong words for Kevin Smith because, you know, they're diehard fans. This seems to be the theme of the episode. Just fucking old men with opinions. (laughs) Go outside. Go
1: outside. Go outside. Go the fuck outside.
0: Touch Moss, man. Yeah. Touch Moss, moss, man. man. (laughs) Touch Moss, man. Touch it. Touch it. Touch it. Remember what Earth is?
1: Remember humanity? Remember living things. Remember respect.
0: Mm. That's it. Mm. Preach. <laughs> yeah, it's it's of course uh, you know, all the all the um criticism is based on the fact that they gave a woman more time on the show, uh, you know, rather than, you know,
1: oh, more Oh, That, that, that old chestnut.
0: That old chestnut, yeah. <laughs> the the predictable one, you know, <laughs> just like why isn't this more about Poochie? I want more Poochie. No, no, we've we've had sixty three some odd episodes of Poochie. Let's see what everybody else I don't know what is
1: that doing. is, but it sounds incredibly dirty.
0: <laughs> I started referencing the old Simpsons thing where they tried to add a new character to uh, Itchy and Scratchy. Um, gotcha. But it didn't work, so I just kind of use it as a catch all for you know any change in a TV show that men are. Married to, for some reason, from their childhood. So Kevin Smith ruined gotcha. childhoods this weekend, uh, and I'm glad. I'm glad he did, because it was a good story. And it's only the first part of the story, so whatever you're mad about may change by part two.
1: And it's always important to remember, if that ruins your childhood, then your childhood is great, and you deserve to have something ruined for you.
0: That's true. You That's true. And the last thing I'll ask about this, who the fuck do you think you are that... You imagine that Mattel, Mattel known for making He-Man toys, would let Kevin Smith kill off He-Man permanently. Who the fuck do you think I Kevin Smith is? I think that's Smith a spoiler. Is? I don't care. It's I, just... Okay. You know well, what I, mean?
1: it's I like need a, to give
0: people some credit. Okay. Okay. But it's Kevin Smith. Do you really think... No. ...that he, Mattel would let him kill off their cask out permanently? Just like, oh shit, yeah, well, fuck that. He Man's dead. Never. Oh! Never. <sighs> I'm sorry. Okay.
1: Yeah. No, people are really
0: stupid. Um, how many episodes was it? It was like five episodes, I think. Maybe six. I don't remember. It was very fast. But it was only part one, and it clearly said part one on the marketing. Yeah. So.
1: I mean, it's a TV show. Yep.
0: <sighs> Fucking people,
1: yep. man. I can't stand y'all.
0: Like it reminds me of when I was a kid and they legit killed Optimus Prime in the Transformers movie. Ah, spoilers again. I'm sorry. It oh was the, it was the 80s and they were done. But at that point, at that point it wasn't like, "Oh, you know, this is the cash cow, we're not going to kill the cash cow." It was we need to sell <sighs> more toys people are still looking for this toy that we've already retired. We've sold as many of these as we can. Let's kill this character off and make something cooler. So they were trying to like, oh, okay. shit, really? Yeah. And they learned a lesson. They learned a hard lesson about that. And they ended up having to bring back Optimus Prime, you know, roundabout. Um, And of course, every, I era... didn't know
1: that was the reasoning. I thought they <laughs> yes. were just like trying to be creative.
0: <laughs> That's exactly why. Yeah. I mean, wow. fortunately, creativity came from it. You know, we got some good storylines out of that. And it really taught, um well, <laughs> it seems like they've forgotten the lesson by now. But it taught my generation about, you know, episodic storytelling and long-form storytelling over time. Uh, the value of being patient to see how things work out before judging a story before it's complete. But no, apparently it didn't because now grown men are complaining about He-Man on the Internet
1: I mean, I'm sure those same grown men are still complaining about Optimus Prime <laughs> being killed in nineteen eighty, whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. Telling
1: it like it's, it's their own
0: Vietnam I mean, story. I'll I'll be honest, I, I cried. It hurt. I totally get it, but I'm over it now. Obviously. And I'm looking at my Optimus Prime yeah. uh sitting on my shelf. You know, okay, maybe I haven't gotten over Weeping. It. Yeah.
1: Yeah, weeping. Oh, Openly.
0: <laughs>
1: Openly weeping.
0: But the moral of the story is this. Cartoons, as much as we love them, they're not for us anymore. They're <laughs> you know? not. not. They're really not. You know, we're not spending our entire paycheck Except on toys. Except for Bob's
1: Burgers. That's always for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. for us. I hope, you know. <laughs> I hope they're not marketing yeah. that towards kids because that'd be weird too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. Enjoy what you enjoy, but also understand that there's somebody out there who the target demo is and it's, it's for them. Let them enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, maybe consider just ever so slightly shutting the fuck up. Yeah. There was something.
1: There was something like that where I was like, this isn't for me. This isn't marketed for me. And I can't remember what it was off the top of my head.
0: But you do that a lot for me. okay? I'm here to testify on your behalf. (laughs) You let me go on and on about some shit on this very show that I can tell (laughs) that you mentally check out and you just like, I'm gonna let Matt have this because he sounds very passionate about it. Kind of like right now. (laughs) (laughs) and I love you for it and I'm just I just want to put that out there let your friends enjoy things like Lex lets me enjoy some shit
1: (laughs) I was trying to think of the thing that the example of I was thinking of this was a recent thought that I had where I was like yeah but you know this isn't for me anymore like they're not making this for me so if it's not exactly what I want it to be that's okay I just can't remember
0: what it was Weird. Yeah. I mean, I think another good example, too, is everybody, famously, I was really into the recent DuckTales reboot. And I grew up with no. the original Duck. I know. I know. I don't talk about it nearly as much as I should. But I was really into it. And I was disappointed when it went away. I was disappointed mm-hmm. that certain things didn't happen. But I'll tell you what I didn't do. I didn't start a hashtag campaign for any of the production team or any of the staff at Disney uh to threaten them or, or express my disappointment and saying how they're, you know, just uh a social justice uh, you know, convert and shit like that. Like, no, I just let the story play out. I enjoyed it. I'm I'm happy that it happened. And we move on. We keep on rolling. Yeah. This is this is how mature people deal with shit or at least, you know, whatever I am.
1: Right. So guys I need you to sign my petition to bring back uh no
0: I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but, oh shit. We need to mail peanut butter cups to Showtime okay. to bring back Jericho.
1: Look, I don't know how we're supposed to do this.
0: But listen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> listen, guys. Smallville is coming out <laughs> with its which by the way, I about shit a brick when I saw 20th anniversary. Oh my god. Blu-ray complete box set. Oh my
0: set. god. Yeah. yeah. It's been that long. It's
1: it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> since the pilot yes uh
0: 2001 wow man yeah so
1: yeah that comes out in october so somehow we need to petition me a wink wink copy mm. for wink wink review
0: yeah yeah and Biggest to be Smallville fan,
1: <laughs> fan around
0: it doesn't petition. take much to get lex to talk about smallville so they'll get a review out of it sure you know and if they want to send some of the people from the show our way to talk about the show. That's fine, too. Bro, I've got a fucking Smallville little mini poster
1: hanging next to us as we record this. Right. Give me the fucking box set already. Look, My name is Lex. Give it.
0: I think it's <laughs> finally time. We need to have a crisis of the infinite Lexes and get Rosenbaum on yeah. the show to talk about Smallville, to talk about podcasting. Look. You all can make this happen. I don't know how, but you can make this happen.
1: Make it happen. Someone do it.
0: That's right. And Rosenbaum. Michael
1: Rosenbaum. And then we'll go on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, and we'll be his lowest-rated episode ever. But you know, we'll enjoy it.
0: (laughs) They'd be like, you know, I wish this guy would have fainted and had a panic attack on this episode. Something exciting would have happened. Do you want?
1: Do you want fainting and a panic attack? Because I can provide. (laughs)
0: On demand. My cup
1: runneth over. Trust me.
0: <laughs> Something else. Oddly oddly related to all of this that we're talking about, because, of course, we're alluding to the time Stephen Amell showed up on uh, Inside of You and had a panic attack and had to come back and finish the episode at a later date. And it was an interesting uh, experiment in podcasting. It was an inter- interesting moment in podcasting to hear how that played out. Yeah. Uh, I think we've talked about it before. But the reason. I'm... Yeah.
1: and it, Well, because it also became big news.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true too. But the reason I'm bringing it up now is because I'm very surprised, very surprised. Stephen Amell has a show coming out on Stars very soon. We've seen trailers for it. It's called Heels. It's about wrestling. Yeah. Stephen Amell has also wrestled. Uh, he's good friends yep. with wrestler Cody Rhodes, who, uh, at the time when they first started hanging out, he was in the WWE. Since then, he's moved on to AEW. It's a a company that he has a little bit more stake in. I'm surprised that Stephen Amell has not shown up on AEW to promote this show, and it makes me wonder: did is there like a conflict of interest because the show touches on some of the darker parts of pro wrestling? And I'm curious to see, uh, you know, the show now to see what 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 it entails. It's just very strange. He's just completely absent, you know.
2: I
1: mean, you can also make the argument that COVID has altered. All possible things. Like we're we're doing a lot more, but it's still very difficult. The fact that they've even filmed shows and wrestling and all this stuff in COVID times is crazy.
0: Mm, Yeah, you're right about Um,
1: that. And I also go, does Stephen Mel want to do it? Because we have learned he does not do anything he doesn't want to do.
0: Yeah, he's an interesting cat. So yeah, he, he. I'm
1: still waiting for more of a more of an interview. After that, that was mm-hmm. a weird story.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. That whole situation on the airplane. Yeah. We, we need more on that. I'm sure people, you know, everybody's stressed out right now. Obviously, you know, it could have been yeah. a stress thing, but until we hear Did more. Did something happen? Hmm? Hmm? I, don't know. I, don't know.
1: I don't
2: know.
0: We'll have to see. Okay. Ah, <sighs> so yeah, that's what's going on there. Um, yeah, yeah. man, Smallville. 20 years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what will really help me in the like pain of knowing that Smallville is that old would be a a Blu-ray box set of the (laughs) 20th anniversary
0: of Smallville. (laughs) That'll help get you over that that time period. You know,
1: it will. It really will.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll do
1: an unboxing video and everything, guys.
0: Fancy. That'll be nice. That'll that'll be on TikTok. Uh All right, so um, I bought a wall of weird to the table here. Ooh. There is uh, – Speaking
1: this... of, we have a whole fucking segment named after Smallville. Continue. I'm sorry. There
0: you go. That was rude. There you uh, well, 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 appropriate. Yeah. This is appropriate. timely. Yeah. Uh, this is from the Boston Globe. The title of the article is, The Fire Fest of Overnight Camps Closed After Six Days. So, of course, it's the summertime.
1: Wait. What? What year is it?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Why the, did you just Fire Jumanji festival?
0: all of a sudden? What <laughs> what year is this? <laughs> what well, the, the Fri That was the festival though that like had the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this is this is a camp that's going through a similar series of events to Fire Fest, I believe. So we're gonna we're gonna check it out here.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Everyone can agree that Camp Quinebarge Quinebridge, okay. did not go with planned. I thought planned. you
1: were saying it was named Fry like it was another <laughs> fryer festival and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, they, who let these assholes do another one? Right, like Okay.
0: <laughs> ja Rule, what the Sorry. fuck? Uh, the rustic overnight camp abruptly shut down earlier this month after just 6 days. Camp directors informed parents who had shelled out $3,400 for two weeks that they needed to pick up their children the next morning following a quote-unquote summer of challenges capped off by delays from the camp's food supplier that made continuing untenable. The decision to close the 85-year-old camp uh, in Moultonboro, New Hampshire, in the middle of the summer, left campers bereft, counselors stewing, and some parents furious. Soon, stories began to circulate of problems that went much deeper than late deliveries. Counselors hired just days before camp and lacking basic training. A counselor punched in the face by a child and a camper later hit in the head by the same child. Dirty dishes provided at multiple meals. At least four campers vomiting and getting quarantined while some parents said they weren't informed and staff quitting and being fired in high numbers. So this sounds like a pleasant experience to have, you know.
1: And they said this camp has been around for how long? Eighty five years.
0: Eighty five years. So first of all, I just want to I want to point out how short sighted it is for parents to send your children to a camp during this pandemic for two weeks straight.
1: Bold of you to assume anyone gives a fuck anymore, Matt.
0: Not someone who would spend three thousand four hundred dollars on camp. I assume they just want to get the kids out the fucking house. Like you've been home all year long. We need to get you the fuck out. Go and catch whatever you're gonna catch. Yeah, all of the kids.
1: It was like kids there are named things like Brentley and Atticus. (laughs) Atticus, no. Yeah. Not Atticus. Willow. There's a lot of willows at that camp.
0: Calliope. Oh.
1: So many calliopes.
0: That, that is the most pretentious. I, no. Apologies Do we, to we have any
1: calliope <laughs> listeners? Have we offended you? Someone's holding their infant <laughs> child named calliope right now, listening to this going, eh? How what? dare
0: you? How, how dare you? All right. How dare you? We have been in tears, the article goes on to say. We have been in tears, bored and devastated the whole day. The camp director is lying to you all, the camper wrote, a certain camper wrote. You have to trust us. You have to. We are not joking and we are not having fun. So many things are wrong with this place. The boy's father, who found the note folded in his son's pocket days after camp, closed and provided to the Globe requested anonymity to protect his son's privacy.
1: Bro, I am straight up not having a good
0: time. Yep, yep, personified right there. Tales of the Aggrieved make Bards sound like the summer camp equivalent of fire <laughs> Festival, the ill fated music fest that promised luxury accommodations in the Bahamas but instead delivered FEMA tents and second-rate cheese sandwiches. I'll have you know those cheese sandwiches were third-rate. Cheese wasn't even on the bread. The Globe spoke with more than a dozen parents, current and former staff, and campers. Some believe camp leaders used the delay by Cisco, a food supplier, as an excuse to end a fiasco over season. <laughs> A Cisco spokeswoman confirmed that the company told the camp that its food would be delivered by, uh, rather, a day late during the first week. Shock does not even begin to cover it, Rebecca Grove. It was uh, supposed to be two weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> six days. That's right. Rebecca Grove, a Foxboro parent who sent two children to Quine Bars, wrote a letter uh, to the camp afterward. She moderates the abandoned Camp Q 2021 private Facebook group where livid parents oh, have gathered wait. to compare notes.
2: It's Camp
0: Q, camp like on Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think, okay, more than likely, she just didn't feel like spelling out quine barge, but that does leave room for confusion.
2: <laughs> Someone's going to get in that group.
1: And they're going to think that they're in, like, they they have unlocked the next level of QAnon and they're just going to find a bunch of people going. Oh, God. (laughs) My child is lactose intolerant. They gave him full (laughs)
2: lactose.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Perhaps there were some early red flags, you think? As the Concord Monitor reported, many New England summer camps this year experienced a hiring crunch. Quinebarge's enrollment numbers spiked, but workers everywhere were scarce. And so just two weeks before camp began, leadership sent parents an urgent email, which the Globe obtained. We are in desperate need of additional staff for this summer, Carlson wrote, noting that 15 staffers had recently dropped or ghosted the camp. Carlson said he was looking to hire 15 to 20 more people this week when our training begins. A number of staffers told the Globe they were hired during that period and received minimal vetting. Or training. Right. I was hired about four that, days before campers arrived," said M.J. Laurie, a 21-year-old counselor this summer. That's you, actually
1: really scary. Because it is. if you're not doing pro, you should always have proper background checks and training and everything when you're when you're dealing with kids. Exactly. That's fucked up.
0: You know what I'm gonna do God. for my camp? I'm gonna hire a 21-year-old named M.J. No offense, M.J. And
1: there's, there's, well, there's nothing wrong with it. Like a 21-year, like, like most of the time counselors are younger like that they're in college or they're just getting out of high school or whatever they're in that age range that's not a big deal but you need to vet them you need to make sure that they don't have a history of abuse or anything like that they're not on any lists yeah like make sure they're not on lists god damn it (laughs) wait 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 wait, wait.
0: they just kind of said hey you were referred we'll send you the application you seem to be qualified do you want the position oh my god (laughs) she says i'm guessing i'm I'm sorry if i misidentify here i played kickball and got to see the turtle and the frog in the pond and learn about tadpoles. <laughs> it was stuff like that, Lori said of their brief training.
1: <laughs> just... They trained them about tadpoles. Well, hey, look. And then they're like, take... don't kill any kids. <laughs> don't kill any kids.
0: <laughs> Food will be here whenever. Uh You're good, right? Okay, thanks. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Chris they Bigler. played kickball, and then they left me the <laughs> chris bigler a 19 year old counselor who had attended quine bars in 2018 and called it the best summer i ever had had no intention of working there this summer but when the camp director reached out to him in mid-june he happened to be in a desperate situation. My options were either emergency housing or Camp Quinebard, said Bigler. Oh, fuck. Noting that he received CPR, first aid, ropes, and archery training. Oh, I thought he was going to say he, like, passed out. Okay. Oh, uh, no. An eight-year-old camper later described him as the counselor who did not quit, which I hope is a compliment. Aww. Yeah. I'm going to take yeah, that. Yeah, a... that
1: sounds like he's he was like a, a sweet kid that became a counselor that under better circumstances would have been like the best counselor.
0: Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Former camper Caden Gove's perspective. The whole experience was unusual. Caden eight, said he was hit in the head with a wooden block by another camper. His mother, Rebecca, said he was bruised when he returned home. Caden's counselor, Bigler, said he was previously attacked by the same child who punched him in the face, giving him a bloody lip. I'm not saying Are we
1: certain this was a child and not just
0: Chucky? Or just yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. This it's all a tie-in. It's all viral marketing. This is
2: Oh god. Again.
1: (laughs) Sci-fi, spend less money on this marketing and more money on your show.
0: So wow. A few days after Camp's hasty in, Quinebark sent out an all-camp email. Upon reflection, we know that camp is only good for the kids if we can ensure their health and safety. Upon reflection, you need to reflect on that, huh? Uh All right. That is why we soon... Uh, this, this, that is why as soon as we finish our closing work for 2021, we will begin preparing for summer 2022. How about don't? Don't do that. 80 plus years seems like a good place to stop. <laughs> I mean, that's what sucks is that
1: they shouldn't have been open. Nope. Nope. nope and they nope. tried, and now they've probably ruined it forever. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. How many other businesses are in the same boat? You know, it sucks. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, yeah that's that's a great story. It's terrible, but it's great it's... I kind of wish it it became a i was expecting a little bit of a lord of the flies situation. Maybe the children take over yeah. maybe they kill a kidney. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a novel that that's kind of like that that i've been I've been trying to work my way through. I've been struggling with it for the past couple of months. Um, I forget what it's called. Uh, let me find it, let me find it. But yeah.
1: I did not like Lord of the Flies. No. I will say that. I no. struggled with that. They, we tried, we read that our senior year and I barely read it. Mm. It was not, not my favorite.
0: It was, shoot, 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 shoot. This is in my order history here. Well,
1: I'm reading, listening to Matthew McConaughey's Light. Ooh. It's very good. Yeah. Very good. Listening I, to it. I, I the, listened to it, and I liked it so much, I saw it at a used bookstore, and I bought the physical copy.
0: I've seen you posting about that. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. it's He's
1: he's an interesting dude. Yeah. I like him. It was good.
0: I mentioned that I finished Malcolm X's autobiography. Yes. Uh, and that was uh, really something else. Um, I have yet to start Michael J. Fox's uh, recent biography hmm. like it's it's cool he lives such an interesting life he has several biographies out about uh what's going on with him yeah yeah uh i think it was called like fantastic land or something like that we'll move on because yeah it's it's taking too long to bring that but it's
1: up. like it bores you yeah.
0: You know? yeah it's it's kind of told from the first person perspective of uh some some people who were at like a um an amusement park that got shut down and they got stuck there like there was no way to get off of whatever island it was on. So they all formed like different factions and they started warring with one another, you know. But the premise sounds interesting. Like it, it hooked me enough to yeah. actually get the book. But, yeah, it's just really slow in the way everything just kind of rolls out. Oh
1: man, when, it, when a premise is really good and the execution sucks. Mm-hmm. Big, one of my biggest pet peeves.
0: Same, same. Like, just so much potential. And it's just yeah. like, yeah,
1: no. And, like, you fucked it up, but yeah. you fucked it up.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's
1: why sometimes I'm not that opposed to, like, ideas being rehashed and recycled. If they're different enough, like, make enough variations to it. Because I'm like, sometimes people fuck up the the first one. Mm. Um, I don't think you should ever steal without permission, obviously. Like, that's fucked up. But, you know sometimes you you take something like Lord of the Flies and you twist the premise a little bit, and it's better. Yeah. I mean, is The Hunger Games not that type of shit, basically?
0: Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. You've been right a lot tonight, Lex.
1: (laughs) As per usual... That's
0: right, that's right. Not really.
1: (laughs) The thing is, I'm... I'm growing as a person... And that just leads to me. No, I'm just kidding. I don't care about any
2: of this.
0: (laughs) All right, folks. Well, we appreciate you sticking with us. We appreciate you listening to this episode of Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. You can find us on all social medias at Lex and Matt. Uh, Lex mentioned the TikTok is at Lex and Matt pod. You can also.
1: Yeah, follow my TikTok. Alexis (laughs) dot something dot rose. It's my TikTok. (laughs) Alexis something rose.
0: It's a good follow. So check yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, also you can support us if you do enjoy our show. You enjoy what we do. We want, you want us to keep doing this sort of thing. Go to patreon.com slash Lex and Matt and throw us a couple bucks and we'll keep doing this for as long as you pay us. No, just we'll keep doing this. It's a lot of
1: fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's, like, we become, like, those old-school uh, marath- uh, telethons or whatever? We're like, if we just get five more dollars. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need. <laughs> all right, you want to well.
1: fund PBS?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lux Lutz. Be excellent to each other.